know, picking Rinpoche up in Ithaca uh, the first day to seeing where we are now. Uh, it's really amazing. So, uh, my name is Jeff. I'm the translator. So, uh, Rinpoche has been with us for all those years, and currently, he every Sunday is teaching. Uh, out of the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, which is Lama Tsongkhapa's uh, Lam Rim Chemo. Uh, it's in English in a three-volume series uh, by Snow Lion Publications, uh, and uh, we're very fortunate to have this text, uh, which contains all the Buddhist teachings uh, in a summarized format, and it's a commentary on a text called The Teacher's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment. Uh, it's a shorter, um, even more condensed uh, text. Uh, so the teaching will begin with some prayers in this blue prayer book. Uh, if you look in the back section, about seven pages from the back, you'll find the Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge. Uh, and it's on the other side of it, it says prayers for teachings. So just, I want to stress, though, that you know, there's, on this center, there's a huge effort to make So uh, Ted, speaking of Catherine Ball and Katie, uh, who also did an enormous amount of contributing to make this possible. So also thank you to her, and I apologize for that. Uh, for So thank you to both of you. Genuinely, thank you. Uh, uh, so before the, the teaching begins, we have uh, the introductory prayers. Uh, so it begins with the Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge. Uh, and then the following page has some Tibetan transliteration and English translation on the right side. Uh, it, the Tibetan transliteration is all that we do in that section. We read it through in its entirety. Uh, here it says 21 times. We don't do that mantra 21 times. We do it silently to ourselves uh, as long as Rinpoche basically does to himself. Uh, the next page, the outer mandala offering, we do in English as well as Tibetan. Uh, and then the prayer of refuge uh, in Bodhicitta is done just in the Tibetan transliteration. Uh, after that, the teaching will begin uh, and it'll go on. Uh, for an hour and 15 minutes or so. There may or may not be a question and answer session at the end. Uh, I think that we've decided there will be a short question and answer session uh, at the end. Uh, and then we'll do the concluding prayers. Uh, and if you look in the book, in the uh, next pages after the prayer of refuge in Bodhicitta, you'll find the concluding mandala uh, offering and dedication prayer. We do uh, the final prayers just in English. Uh, so we do the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer, the Samantabhadra dedication, the long life prayer for His Holiness the Dalai Lama, and the long life prayer for Rinpoche. So that'll be the order of uh, events today. And uh, again, I just want to thank everybody for the tremendous amount of effort uh, and thank Rinpoche for being the root of all of this uh, and allowing us to continue, continue to learn this Dharma. Uh, so, why don't we begin uh, with the Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge. We'll just wait for
the Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge. Thus have I heard, once the Blessed One was dwelling in Rajagriya at Vulture Peak Mountain, together with a great gathering of the Sangha of monks and a great gathering of the Sangha of Bodhisattvas. At that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi that expresses the Dharma called Profound Illumination. And at the same time, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the profound Prajnaparamita, saw in this way. He saw the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Then, through the power of the Buddha, Venerable Shariputra said to Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, How should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita? Addressed in this way, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, a son or daughter of a noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita should see in this way, seeing the five skandhas to be empty from nature. Form is emptiness, emptiness also is form, emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics. There is no birth and no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, in emptiness, there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, no eye, datu, no mind, datu, no datu of dharmas, no mind, consciousness, datu, no ignorance, no end of ignorance, up to no old age and death, no end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no wisdom, no attainment, and no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awakened to unsurpassable true complete enlightenment. Therefore, mantra of Prajnaparamita, mantra of great insight, Surpass mantra, the unequal mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as truth since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way. Deata om gate gate baragate parasangate Thus Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, she trained the profound Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One rose from that samadhi and praised Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra and Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly of the world with its gods, humans, Asuras, and Gandharvas, rejoice and praise the words of the Blessed One.
The next is the uh, great way to listen to and explain the teachings. Uh, we've gone through that. And then the fourth category is how to lead students in the actual instructions. Uh, and in that section, we find uh, two categories specific. First is uh, how to rely upon the teacher uh, that is the root of the path. Uh, and then the next section is how one, uh, after, how, after having learned to rely upon the teacher, how to proceed, what, what comes next. Uh, so that's the section that we're actually in now. Uh, and in that section, we find two specific categories. Uh, so uh, in the section, uh, 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 let me just back up. I, just, I missed something. So when we get to the, the first uh, section, uh, uh, I'm sorry, once we get to the, uh, the fourth section in the second category of how, what one does after having relied upon the teacher, uh, we find that there are uh, two categories. First, an exhortation to take full advantage of the life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, and then the next category is how to take uh, advantage of the life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, so in the section on the exhortation uh, to take advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity, uh, which we've gone through, we'll find there are three categories. Uh, the first uh, category is the identification of leisure and opportunities. So we look at the eight leisures uh, and the ten opportunities, the five pertaining to oneself and five pertaining to others. Uh, the next section uh, has the, the difficulty of, or I'm sorry, uh, contemplating or reflection on the importance of the life of leisure and opportunity or the greatness or the great value of the life of leisure and opportunity. And in that section, there are seven points that are made. Uh, and then the next section is contemplating the difficulty of obtaining a life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, and then there are eight points uh, that are made within that section. So we've gone through all of those sections pertaining to the exhortation to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity. And now we're in the section uh, of how to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, which again begins on page, I believe, 120. Uh, nine again in the English. Uh, so, uh, so now we're learning how to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, and in that section, there are two points: the general presentation uh, of the path, uh, how to develop certain knowledge of the general presentation of the path and the actual way to take advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity. So this is again under the uh, uh, fourth section, uh, under the second section, uh, under a sub the subsection of the how to take advantage of leisure and opportunity. So uh, it follows in an outline fashion in that order in the book, and, and just translators know, and there's an outline at the top of each page uh, that goes in that order, basically. Uh, so now we're in that section uh, on page 129. So it's very auspicious that uh, on the day that we have the first teaching uh, at this new center, we've arrived at this specific page. Uh, the specific place in the text is where we begin our first teaching. Uh, and Ted worked so hard and had so much uh, uh, 
worked so hard, difficult, and, and difficult, and had so much hardship in making this center come to fruition in the way that uh, we see it now. And it's, uh, and it's very, it's become very good. Uh, and now we look at the center, uh, what it looks like. It looks very nice. It's, it's come very nice. So, uh, but slowly we'll find what it's used for is just be used for Dharma. ドンジャ。ドンジャ。ドンジャ。ドンジャ。ドンジャ。ドンジャ。ドンジャ。ドンジャ。ドンジャ。ドンジャ。ドンジャ。ドンジャ。ドンジャ。ドンジャ。ド
uh, uh, so it's, Rinpoche was using those examples in speaking of bodhicitta uh, and this human base as being the best basis from which to achieve that. So this human basis is of great importance. It's so important uh, that even God, um, bodhisattvas who are dwelling or uh, residing in the pure land, the Tishita heavens and so forth, uh, where they don't experience really any suffering, uh, recognize the benefits of this basis and make aspirational prayers to actually be re uh, moved from the pure land and reborn into this human body, into this human basis, because of uh, all of the opportunities uh, that this basis has. Um, so we find that in many texts that it states that the bodhisattvas in these pure lands, uh, in the Gandhan, are making these prayers uh, to become humans because it's a very long way uh, away to Buddhahood uh, for a bodhisattva who's dwelling in the pure land without ex any of the experiences of suffering and so forth. So it's a much shorter path for from the human basis uh, to uh, Buddhahood because of the opportunities uh, that the bodhisattva has when reborn as a human. Uh, the opportunities to see suffering, to experience and feel suffering, to hear of suffering. Uh, so uh, the, that coupled with the intelligence that the human, human has, this human basis has a, a mind which has great intelligence. And this great intelligence allows us uh, 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 to, uh, excuse me, to the, allows the bodhisattva to de develop his or her realizations in a much more stable fashion. So the experience of suffering allows them to strengthen uh, their renunciation. It allows him or her uh, to very quickly uh, uh, achieve an even greater level of uh, love and compassion uh, and, and bodhicitta. So the human basis for a bodhisattva is the best basis and the shortest distance uh, away uh, from Buddhahood. And it's for that reason uh, that the uh, bodhisattvas make aspirational prayers to be born uh, into this basis uh, that we currently possess. So that's why we say that this basis is of great importance. Uh, it's because of with the effort uh, and the intelligence that we possess and the experiences that we have, we can very quickly develop realizations. <coughs> Tammy, 
so uh, this human basis, uh, uh, all human beings have a common uh, wish to not have suffering. Uh, all human beings have a common wish uh, to have happiness. Uh, and if we look at those two uh, states of being, uh, happiness and suffering, uh, happiness is a result as is suffering. So it must be caused. Uh, there must be something that causes it because all results have causes. Uh, so uh, we, we um, uh, look at uh, happiness, the result of happiness. There are three forms of happiness we can look at. We can look at the happiness uh, of the higher realms of cyclic existence. Uh, we could look at the happiness of liberation or nirvana. Uh, and we could look at the happiness of uh, complete Buddhahood, a state of all knowing. Uh, so there are various levels of happiness. Um, and uh, uh, virtue is that which causes ha uh, the various forms of happiness. So various forms of virtue cause these forms uh, of happiness and their varying uh, levels. So this is how one takes advantage of this life of, of leisure uh, and opportunity. Uh, as this is now the, under this section of how one takes advantage of the life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, um, so. Uh, and, and all human beings have this common desire for happiness. ทุกข์เรื่องนึกเรื่องเสียเราอย่างนั้นอันนั้นดูนึกเรื่องดีจุดดูนึกเรื่องดูเงี้ยปงดูเงี้ยปงดูเงี้ยปงดูเงี้
so we have to uh, practice in this lifetime uh, because we currently possess these eight leisures and ten opportunities. We don't know in our next life if we will have the same opportunity, the same fortune, uh, and it's for that reason that we have to take this life uh, uh, and its advantage, take advantage of it in this life. So we have to uh, engage in the practice uh, right now. Uh, uh, so going through this, if you, anyone wants to reference this, this is in the text under four, uh, four elements. Uh, so if one uh, wishes, uh, oh, and I, I'm sorry, I left out one of the elements. Uh, the, the external element of the, the teacher is present. Uh, so we have uh, uh, a need to practice because every, we all wish to have happiness. Uh, we have the external quality of the teacher. Uh, we have to practice in this lifetime uh, because we don't know in the next lifetime what will come. Uh, and we then have to look at if we knew when we were going to die, if it was going to be a hundred years or this many years, if there was certainty, uh, then it wouldn't be uh, such urgency. But we don't know when we're going to die, so the time to practice is right now. Uh, because of the state of impermanence, because of momentary disintegration, we don't know when uh, we will die. <coughs> So now going to the uh, page 129, we find the outline where we have the how to take full advantage of the life of leisure and opportunity as the major heading, uh, and then a subheading of how to develop a certain knowledge uh, about the presentation of the path. So uh, in this section, we'll find two sections, how to develop, uh, again, certain knowledge of a general presentation of the path, and then the actual way to take full advantage of the life of leisure and opportunity. So uh, under the section of how to develop certain knowledge of a general presentation of the path, uh, there are two sections. Uh, the first section is uh, how all scriptures are included within the paths uh, of the three types of persons, and then secondly, why students are led in stages using the trainings of the uh, uh, three types of per uh, using the uh, trainings of the three types of persons. Uh, so, 
Uh, here it says the three types of persons. Here this is referring, referring to uh, beings of three capacities or, or uh, persons of three capacities. Uh, so if we look at the Buddha Dharma as a whole, we look at all of the teachings the Buddha gave, uh, we can condense them or summarize them into three specific categories. Those teachings which are pathways which lead uh, to the higher realms, those teachings which are pathways which lead to liberation and nirvana, and then those teachings uh, which are pathways which lead to complete Buddhahood. Uh, so all of Buddha's teachings can be summarized into those three paths. And if we look at the root text, which is Atisha's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment, and we find in the beginning of it that quote that says, understand that there are persons of three capacities, or beings of three capacities, small, middling, and great. Uh, I shall write clearly, uh, or I shall clearly define uh, these, these beings. I will, uh, shall clearly define these beings, or identify their characteristics. Uh, so here, when it's speaking of uh, beings of, of small, medium, and great capacity, it's speaking of those teachings which are pathways which lead to those previously mentioned uh, goals. So the uh, beings of small capacity uh, engage in path uh, teachings are the pathways which lead to the higher realms. The, beings, uh, uh, the teachings for beings of medium capacity are the pathways which lead to liberation. And the teachings for beings of small, uh, uh, great capacity are those teachings which uh, lead to complete Buddhahood. Uh, so this is how we summarize all of the teachings into three categories and how Atisha uh, labels them as persons of three capacities, small, middling, and great, according to the pathways uh, and practices related. <coughs> So, why all sentient beings will uh, reach the state of Buddhahood? Uh, and the reason that we state this is because all sentient beings possess Buddha potential or Buddha lineage. Uh, so, it's because uh, we have a mental consciousness, uh, this potential is there. Uh, so we have this mental consciousness, uh, and if we are, look at the mind itself, we define the mind as that which is in the nature of clear light and unstained, uh, unsullied. Uh, so because uh, the mental consciousness itself, or the mind itself, uh, is defined in this way, uh, the afflictions, uh, uh, both the afflictive obstructions uh, and the obstructions to omniscience uh, can be eradicated because of the mind uh, is by nature unstained. Uh, so uh, here, uh, the, uh, the two hindrances uh, to freedom, uh, the afflictive obstructions, uh, which are hindrances to liberation, or obstructions to liberation, uh, and then the uh, obstructions to omniscience, uh, uh, which uh, are the imprints of uh, the afflictions, uh, uh, which uh, keep one from Buddhahood. Uh, so both of these things can be removed because we have mental consciousness and the mind is defined in the way that it is.
so the Buddha nature, Buddha potential that we possess is of the two facts. The first is the mental consciousness itself, uh, and then the second is the, the nature of it. Uh, and that is referring to uh, um, when we grasp at the, the mind itself uh, as being truly established, uh, that's what then generates the afflictions uh, and the uh, actions. Or, uh, so it, it is this uh, mistaken view that grasps at things as being truly established uh, that creates these uh, negative uh, uh, states that then uh, create suffering, that then create cyclic existence. But it is the, the fact that the mind is not truly established uh, and the absence of grasping at it uh, that uh, allows one to then abandon the ignorance that causes uh, the karma and the afflictions uh, and therefore allow one uh, to abandon uh, uh, that which causes uh, the arisal at its root. So we then can abandon the afflictive obstructions. Uh, we can abandon uh, the obstructions to omniscience uh, and, and, and completely abandon uh, suffering altogether. Uh, because uh, of this uh, fact that the mind is not truly established. And once this realization happens, uh, then uh, that, uh, uh, the mistaken view, which is its op opposite, uh, uh, when the mistaken view, which is its opposite, ceases, that which the mistaken view causes uh, also ceases. So, the uh, mind, the, uh, grasping at the mind as being truly established is a mistaken view. Uh, it's as mistaken a view as grasping at a rope as being a snake. Uh, in, a, in a dark room. Uh, and it is only the realization that the rope is a rope uh, that will allow the mistaken view that it is a snake to, to be done away with. Uh, so likewise, uh, the grasping, uh, the, uh, grasping at the mind as being truly established uh, um, causes uh, the karma and the affliction. So therefore, uh, once one learns that the mind is not truly established, then the grasping uh, it ceases, uh, and therefore 
what the grasping causes ceases, and then one can get rid of the afflictions uh, and so forth. Uh, in the same way as the reaction or the belief that a, a snake is a rope is gotten rid of, uh, and, and all of the emotions that come with it is done away with, with the realization that it's a rope. Likewise, all of the negative results uh, that come from this grasping are done away with when realizes the non-mistaken view that the mind is not truly established. So where does this uh, uh, mind come from? Uh, where, where, uh, where, where is it from? It's from a previous mind. It's from a previous mind. Uh, and then when we look at this uh, chain of cause and effect, when we look at this chain of minds caused by minds, we'll find that there's a beginningless uh, mind. Because we won't be able to posit anything other than a mind causing a consciousness causing a consciousness or mind causing a consciousness. Uh, so we then can establish uh, previous lives, uh, and uh, and because of that, we can establish that there will be future lives. Uh, if we engage in the virtuous activities, then we're able to, in our future lives, achieve the rebirth into the higher realms, achieve liberation, and then ultimately achieve the state of Buddhahood. So, if we think in this way, uh, then we'll uh, be able to uh, have this understanding of Dharma. Uh, we need to think about all of these things in order to really have this understanding take place. We need to really think about these, these things in order for it to take place. Without it, it won't. It's good. You need it. Without it, it won't. Uh, so this is how you how it's how it's to be understood. Uh, so now we're going to look at the text itself and go go through it in, a, in order. Mm-hmm. ちょっとそのじゃなんとそのたちに注す。あれ。終わって感じですよ。ですね。ちょうどな。ちょっと先生のちょうどさんの。Thank you. That's 
uh, for teachings of small capacity and explain the pathways which lead to uh, those high states or high, the high status. Uh, so this is the second point that's made uh, in this section. Uh, the third point is that the Buddha also turned the wheel of Dharma to show uh, how one uh, could achieve the state of liberation uh, uh, mere fr uh, freedom from cyclic existence. Uh, so the Buddha showed uh, in the teachings for beings of medium capacity, uh, 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 when the Buddha turned the wheel of Dharma for the teachings of medium capacity, he showed how one was to achieve uh, liberation uh, from cyclic existence. Uh, uh, and then the, the next point, which is the fourth point, it's the third, but it's the fourth point among the six, uh, is that uh, the teachings for beings of great capacity were those pathways which lead to complete Buddhahood. Uh, so that also falls under the category of certain goodness. Uh, so certain goodness uh, is referring to both liberation uh, and then uh, complete Buddhahood. Uh, uh, so uh, the first is that a Buddha has done everything for sentient beings' welfare. The next is that the, uh, the goal of high status uh, the point of the goal of high status. The next is the point of the goal of certain goodness, uh, liberation. And then the next is the goal of certain goodness, which is Buddhahood. So this is making for four categories. The fifth category is, where is what is the origination of uh, this uh, um, teaching? Where is the, where is this, or what is the origin? Uh, so we say uh, Buddha Shakyamuni uh, and the uh, Indian pandits such as Nagarjuna uh, and Asanga. Uh, and others. So this is, and we'll, we'll read more into this later in the sections, but it'll show uh, the ori originator or the origin of this information. Uh, and then the sixth category is how many divisions are there uh, uh, for the persons of three capacities? So uh, how many divisions uh, are there? Ewa, Drupa, Ewa Gatsi, Drupa? Drupa is in the ก็ติดกันแต่ยืนรอเออเจ้าบ่สู้จีรอตัวเราตาจะติดว่าตัวเราสาธิตเป็นเส้นนั้นโทดิโอโทดิเส้นคนนั้นติดตัวได้ครับ
uh, as a human or deity, and then the final goal of certain goodness of liberation or omniscience. So within this, we find uh, uh, these points that are, are being made. That's good, Sheikh Sheikh. Uh, so now we have to change the cassette. Uh, so we'll take a short break, maybe five minutes. Folks need to use the restroom. Uh, uh, there's cookies here. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, we're going to just look at the text again. I'll just continue where I left off uh, and read. So, this welfare is twofold. The provisional goal of high status as a human or a deity, and the final goal of certain goodness of liberation and omniscience. Between these two, many of the Buddhist statements pertain to the attainment of temporary goal of high status. Uh, so, this is speaking of the teachings for beings of small capacity. Uh, it says, all of these statements are included in the teachings for a person of genuine small capacity or the teachings shared with such a person. Uh, so here there are two categories, those teachings that are specifically uh, for the person of small capacity, and then uh, uh, they're the same teachings. I'm maybe not saying this right. Uh, there's two categories here. Uh, the category of teachings for beings of small capacity that are just shared, and then the, those that are just for the purposes of, for the being of small capacity. So here it says, be, uh, all these statements are included in the teachings for a person of genuine small capacity or the teachings shared with such a person. So shared means that the small and great teachings share those practices with the beings of small capacity. Uh, because persons of uh, special small capacity <coughs> do not work very much on behalf of this lifetime, uh, but they diligently strive for the excellent high status of a human or divine rebirth in future lifetimes by engaging in the cultivation of their causes. Uh, and then there's a quote from Atish, the root text, the Tisha's lamp for the path to enlightenment. Uh, here, so, uh, the cultivation of their causes. I'll read the quote first and then the commentary. Know to be least those persons who diligently strive to attain solely the joys of cyclic existence by any means for their welfare alone. Uh, so here, this is the definition of a person of small capacity. Uh, so here, if we look at going back, cultivation of their causes, uh, excellent states of human or divine rebirth in future lifetimes, uh, the cause of that uh, is the teachings for beings of small capacity, those pathways uh, uh, for beings of small capacity. So the practices contained within those pathways are as follows. First, engaging in ethics, which is the abandonment of the ten non-virtuous activities. Uh, and going for, I'm sorry, going for refuge to the three jewels, to the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. And then if one has engaged in a negativity, has engaged in any non-virtue, acknowledging that downfall. Uh, so this categorically falls under the teachings for beings of small capacity, and categorically under the cause of 
high status, which is rebirth in the higher realms of uh, humans and gods uh, and so forth. So again, uh, within this uh, category of small capacity teachings, there are kind of two categories, those that are specific to the person of small capacity and then those that are shared in common with them by teachings of, uh, by the persons of medium and great uh, capacity. Uh, so uh, here again, the, the quote uh, from Atisha's Lamp defines uh, that person of small capacity. Here it says least capacity, uh, uh, and that's a person striving for a rebirth in the higher realms. Uh, and then uh, medium capacity, rebirth uh, to liberation, and great capacity, uh, complete Buddhahood. So, but here we're speaking of high status uh, and those uh, teachings that are shared with uh, beings striving for that goal. Tatakadunduakalanes. <laughs> あ、だってすぐ<音><音><音> ちょこ、ロングちょこ、ちょこ、ちょこ、ちょこ、ちょこ、ちょこ、ちょこ、ちょこ、ちょこ、ちょこ、ちょこ、ちょこ、ちょこ、ちょこ、ちょこ、ち
Okay, so uh, now we're looking at uh, there are two kinds of certain goodness the liberation that is mere freedom from cyclic existence and the sublime state of omniscience. Many of the Buddha's statements pertain to the vehicle of the Prachika Buddha and the Shravaka. All these statements are included in the teachings for a person of actual medium capacity or the teachings shared. Uh, shared with such a person because persons of medium capacity develop disenchantment with all of cyclic existence and then make their uh, uh, own liber their goal their own liberation from cyclic existence I might have read ahead further but I just I wanted to go further in then they uh, they then enter the path of the three trainings the method for attaining uh, liberation so that's getting into the uh, medium uh, but if we're looking at uh, the Buddha's statements and if we look at turning of the wheel of Dharma uh, we can say that there are two categories of uh, turning of the wheel of Dharma. There is the scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma and the realizational uh, turning of the wheel of Dharma. Uh, so if we look at how we would define uh, the turning of the wheel, uh, which we find um, uh, as a common theme within Buddhist literature, when we look at the seven-limb prayer, one of the limbs is requesting uh, the turning of the wheel of the Dharma. Uh, and here, if we were to define turning of the wheel of Dharma, we would say it is uh, that which is Buddhist speech or among the excellent qualities of the realization of path. Um, so here, uh, when we look at uh, the scriptural uh, 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 turning of the wheel, or the scriptural Dharma, uh, scriptural, we'll just call it scriptural doctrine and realizational doctrine, but it's really scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma. Uh, we would say that that is necessarily uh, Buddhist speech. Uh, Buddhist speech and the scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma are synonymous. If it is Buddhist speech, it is, it is the scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma. If it is the scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma, it is uh, Buddhist speech. Uh, so when we're looking at uh, uh, the turning of the wheel of Dharma uh, of, by Buddha, it's necessarily uh, Buddhist speech itself. Uh, if we're looking at the realization uh, turning of the wheel uh, 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 turning of the wheel, then we would say that that's the realization of the pathways themselves. So path uh, and uh, realization, uh, uh, turning of the wheel of uh, realization, turning of the wheel of Dharma are synonymous. So path uh, and that realizational doctrine uh, are synonymous. So within uh, the Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge, we find the mantra. Teata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangate Bodhisoha. And that mantra within it implicitly is referring to the five paths uh, uh, um, which lead uh, uh, to various uh, results. Uh, and there are three different categories which all have five paths, uh, so making for actually a total of 15 paths. Uh, so the hearer's vehicle has five paths. 
the solitary realizer's vehicle has five paths, uh, and the Mahayana or the Bodhisattvayana, the Bodhisattva vehicle has five paths. So it's the path of accumulation, the path of preparation, the path of seeing, the path of meditation, uh, and the path of no more learning. Uh, so that th those 15 pathways found within the three vehicles are necessarily the realizational turning of the wheel of Dharma, or the, realiza uh, the realizational uh, turning of the wheel of Dharma. So this is why the turning of the wheel of Dharma is defined as uh, by that which is Buddha's speech or Buddha's direct pronouncements uh, or uh, uh, the, uh, real, uh, the excellent qualities of realizations of the path. Uh, so we find uh, those that uh, in the Parshin Shitun, so we find that definition, and again, there might be a word or two missing from it. I apologize if there is, but we find that definition that those qualifications uh, in the Prajnaparamita teachings, the perfection uh, of wisdom uh, uh, teaching. So uh, here we um, have the teachings for beings of three capacities. Uh, and those teachings here are referring to teachings which are turnings of the, the wheel of Dharma. Uh, uh, so, and then all, all of the meanings behind that are those uh, just uh, explained. So if it's a scriptural turning of the wheel, it's uh, by, uh, of Dharma, if we're speaking in terms of Buddha's turning of the wheel, then it's necessarily Buddha's speech. Uh, if it's a realizational, it's necessarily the pathway. Uh, so we can't say that all... Uh, turning of the wheel of Dharma. If it is turning of the wheel of Dharma, it is uh, necessarily Buddha's speech because we would be able to say, we'd po be able to posit the realizational doctrine, which is not Buddha's speech necessarily. <laughs> Tomorrow, so we find uh, those teachings for beings of uh, small capacity, but we don't say that those teachings are only for those uh, persons, uh, because they're called teachings that are shared in common, uh, because all of the practices that are contained uh, within those uh, teachings for beings of small capacity are utilized by the teachings, uh, by the uh, uh, persons of medium uh, and great capacity. Uh, so we find the topics of renun renunciation, uh, to, of a, a degree of renunciation uh, and the abandonment of misdeeds uh, and going for refuge and so forth, which is uh, indispensable uh, in all of the other capacities as well as the person of small capacity. So uh, we have... Uh, those teachings, uh, which are uh, four beings of small capacity, we have those teachings that are, and those teachings are also shared in common uh, with beings of medium and great capacity. Uh, and then the next 
uh, and so we have that turning of the wheel of Dharma. Uh, um, so that would be considered, uh, the, if we were to look at the uh, uh, scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma, we would say it would be, uh, we could look at it, the teachings for beings of small capacity, uh, would, uh, that, that which was taught uh, would be the, the, the uh, scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma uh, relative to these uh, three capacities. Um, so that which was taught, uh, and again, uh, there are common themes, the abandonment of non-virtue and refuge and so forth, that therefore it's common. Uh, and then the next level are the teachings for beings of medium capacity, and they're also called the teachings that are shared in common with beings of medium capacity. Uh, and all of the teachings that were given within that would be considered the scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma. And they're necessarily in common uh, because they're shared in common with uh, the great uh, teachings for beings of great capacity. Uh, and then uh, the last would be the actual teachings for beings of great capacity. Uh, and the, the um, scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma would be the uh, practices that are taught and, and included within uh, teachings for beings of great capacity. But we find that the small and the medium teachings are shared in common uh, with their higher, uh, if you will, uh, uh, other teachings. Um, so uh, if we, we look at it, we can look at it in that order and, and look at the teachings within them at, and, and understand that those are the scriptural turnings of the wheel according to the, the persons of three capacities, the, the actual instructions.
if we look at uh, how it's to Nashig Nuncha. Okay, so if we look at the definition of sound, we would say uh, that which is apprehended, uh, an object of apprehension by the ear. Uh, so it has to be heard in order for it to be sound. Therefore, it's not a pronouncement unless it's sound. So uh, if we were to look technically and say we have the conger, we technically don't until it's said in sound, until it uh, becomes sound. <laughs> so so all, if it is Buddha's uh, turning of the wheel of Dharma, it is necessarily Sanje Lonkor Yina Jaya Micha. So uh, if it is Buddha's uh, scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma, <coughs> it is necessarily sound. So if it, uh, if it is a pronouncement or a scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma, it is necessarily sound. Okay? ตาขาตายาเด็กตัวนั้นนับว่าคุณท่านทุกคนสงสัยเด็กเป็นสังเกตภาพท่านนั่งเชิญเด็กผู้ชุบกุบสเด็กผู้ชุบกุบเด็ก
explanation of the basis and knowers of path and so forth uh, and, uh, and how it relates to the turning of the wheel of Dharma. And I apologize, I'm not able to find it at this moment, but there's a quote in here uh, that deals with, with that. And it's in the beginning of the text. So there's a similar, uh, we're going to, I'll just have to get back to this, I really apologize. It, it's speaking of the knower of the basis, the basis of, uh, basis from which one uh, can uh, achieve these results. Uh, and I just don't want to, I need to look at it in a, another time. So I, I'm just going to have to pass on this. But in the beginning of the Abhisama Alampara, it speaks of the turning of, of the wheel, the scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma. Uh, and there's a quote in here that uh, re refers to the, the basis, three different basises, the hearers, solitary realizers, uh, and those uh, uh, bodhisattva uh, arias. And then it, it shows how the uh, different aims are achieved, uh, and the aim of ultimate dharma body is, uh, 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 I'm sorry, the, uh, um, uh, I'm sorry, and how, how, how the different turnings of the wheel are achieved according to each of those. So you would be able to say, uh, okay, uh, what, how many divisions of turning of the wheel are there? There's the scriptural turning of the wheel and uh, realizational turning of the wheel. Uh, and then if you were to say, show the scriptural wheel, uh, you would say, turning of the wheel, you would say a Buddhist pronouncement. So you would be able to uh, uh, clearly <coughs> show the differences of the turning of the wheel of Dharma by knowing uh, this content. And I'm sorry, I don't have the quote. So what, what, uh, thinking in this way was fine. If it is the scriptural turning of the wheel, it is necessarily Buddhist speech. Buddhist speech and scriptural turning of the wheel are synonymous. Uh, if it is a realizational turning of the wheel, it is necessarily path. Path and realizational turning of the wheel uh, are synonymous. So this is really what's to be known uh, here. Chungo 
청와도 동물 농구 좋아서 농구, 농구 좋아서 자고. 아니, 도비 좋아서 이외로 와. 다 죽어도 되니까. 죽어도 되니 좋아. 죽어도 이나까지 니유. 공부 좋아도 도비 좋고 니유. 도비 당초에 난이 돼서 니유. 그래서 이제 못들어오 도비 당초에 난이. 농구 당초에 난. 도비 당초에 니 말고. 농구 죽어서 하지까 도비 죽어 때다 온가 등가도 바람가도 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 So, uh, if uh, if there is uh, uh, the turning of the wheel of uh, uh, scriptural scriptural turning of the wheel, uh, it is necessarily Buddhist speech. Uh, if it is the uh, um, realizational turning of the wheel, uh, it is necessarily uh, path. And when we look. Uh, in terms of uh, teachings uh, for beings of small capacity, we find those teachings for specifically that person and then those that are shared uh, in common. Uh, so the scriptural turning of the wheel would be Buddha's speech. Uh, uh, Buddha's scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma would be Buddha's speech. Uh, and then uh, uh, Buddha's uh, realization, uh, realizational turning of the wheel uh, would be uh, the pathway. In Lead pathways such as those found within the mantra in the Heart Sutra, Teata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangate Bodhisoha, referring to the path of accumulation, preparation, seeing, meditation, and no more learning. Uh, so, those referring to those different pathways. So, uh, this is what uh, uh, is meant uh, by, if we were to say, uh, show how many path, uh, show how many divisions of scripture of uh, turning of the wheel of Dharma there are. Uh, First, we would be asked, I'm sorry, if we were first asked, uh, posit the definition of uh, turning of the wheel of Dharma, we would say it is that which is Buddhist speech or among the excellent qualities of the realization of the path. If we were to be asked, then show how many categories there are of uh, Buddha's turning of the wheel of Dharma, we would say there are two. We would say the scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma and the realizational turning of the wheel of Dharma. Uh, so this is how we would answer uh, those questions. And that's the knowledge that's Uh, high status of rebirth into the higher realms of humans uh, and gods and so forth, but then those that are in common with the other teachings, the higher teachings. Joseph,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授,教授
ก็ดวาตันตาลาลานิตันตินิเชบาคือดวาตันอันนั้นงารุตโทนานะเบซองลุติทูเนอันเนจอนรุตันมรุจุมุชุจินซุนเดบาชานาจีตินะตุเจบ
capacity. So it says, know to be least those persons. So person, a being uh, uh, who is of least here is the person of small capacity. What makes them least is that they only want the joys of cyclic existence. And the method that they use is the method just mentioned. And they do so for themselves alone. Uh, and it's for that reason that they're considered the smallest or the least. Uh, because of the uh, aim, the, the, the specific aim of only achieving the joys within this cyclic existence. Uh, no, uh, not uh, getting out of cyclic existence in any way. So if we look at this quote uh, and we look at the words that are chosen, uh, they are uh, loaded with a lot of information uh, about the method and the means of achieving and why a person is of least capacity. Uh, and it says, who diligently strive to attain. So they make uh, a diligent effort to cultivate the causes of this uh, high status, uh, but only for high status, only for the reason of high status. Quality 
So then uh, we now move uh, to the medium scope. So we've dealt with the persons of least capacities or small capacities, which are seeking to achieve the goal of high status, uh, which is the second category or second point that's made. Uh, and then the third point is dealing with certain goodness. Uh, and the first category specifically of certain goodness, which is liberation, uh, which we find in the teachings uh, for beings of medium capacity. So these pathways for beings of medium capacity, which lead uh, to liberation or uh, nirvana. Uh, so th there are those pathways that are specific to the person uh, of medium capacity, and then those that are shared in common also with the person of great capacity. So a common uh, teaching uh, for the medium capacity person. Uh, so there are those two categories, again, as we found before, uh, with the small capacity and the teachings that are shared in common. Uh, so it says there are two kinds of certain goodness, the liberation that is mere freedom from cyclic existence and the sublime state of omniscience. Many of Buddha's statements pertain to the vehicle of the Prachika Buddha and the Shravaka. So here, uh, those are the two uh, categories of Hinayana. Uh, if we look at the Hinayana tradition, and we were to show categories of Hinayana, there would be hearers and solitary realizers, or Shravakas and Prachika Buddhas. Uh, so these are the two categories of the uh, um, lesser vehicle, or Hinayana, if you will. And it says all these statements are included in the teachings for a person of actual medium capacity, or the teachings shared with such a person, because persons of medium capacity develop disenchantment with all cyclic existence, and then make their goal uh, their own liberation from cyclic existence. They then enter the path of the three uh, trainings, so the three highest higher trainings of ethics, uh, concentration, uh, and wisdom. Uh, and then it says, the method for attaining liberation. So if one wishes to achieve liberation, one engages in the causes of liberation, which are the three highest higher trainings of ethics, concentration, and wisdom. Uh, so going back to the two categories of the, the, the Hinayana, if we were to ask uh, what the uh, medium scope uh, uh, turning of the wheel of Dharma would be, uh, we would say, uh, we would look at the, the different categories of turning of the wheel of Dharma. Uh, we would say the uh, scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma would be the actual teachings uh, uh, for beings of medium capacity, the contents, the, the three highest higher trainings. Uh, and the actual <coughs> teachings and practices that are contained within that allow one or, to achieve or cause uh, liberation uh, or nirvana. Uh, so if we were to ask what the uh, um, realizational turning of the wheel of Dharma relative to the medium uh, scope, uh, we would say that would be the pathways uh, that are contained within uh, the medium scope. So any, any of the pathways contained within the medium scope are necessarily the realizational turnings of the wheel of Dharma. Uh, and the, the teachings themselves uh, are the uh, scriptural turning of the wheel of Dharma. So both uh, pertaining to the medium scope. So if we were to look at uh, the medium uh, scope relative to turning of the wheel, that's how we would break it down. The scriptural and the realizational. Uh, and the scriptural being the actual teachings, the realization being the pathway. Uh, and then the quote again from Lord Deepankar, from Lord Atisha, 
uh, about the person of medium capacity. It says those persons are called medium who stop sinful actions, turn their backs on the joys of cyclic existence, and diligently strive just for their own peace. So here, uh, Lord Atisha defines a person of medium capacity as one who seeks for their own peace alone to achieve the state of liberation. So this is under the first category of certain goodness, uh, there being two, uh, uh, the certain goodness of freedom or liberation, nirvana it's called, uh, and then the certain goodness of Buddhahood or omniscience. So uh, that first, uh, that makes for uh, the, the medium scope makes for the third point and then the great scope is going to make for the, the fourth point but we haven't arrived there yet so we're on the third point uh, and that's the medium scope teachings uh, the turning of the wheel of the medium scope uh, so uh, just make sure. so once one recognizes the various types of suffering that he or she has to endure within cyclic existence the joys are no longer there so once one recognizes the truth of the suffering of suffering, the suffering of change, and the pervasive compounded suffering, then one wishes to definitely emerge, and that emergence is caused by practice of the three highest higher trainings. And these are considered the teachings that are for beings of medium capacity, but also the teachings that are shared in common with beings of medium capacity, because they're common to the other teachings as well. So when we look at the first turning of the wheel of Dharma, the Buddha stated that this is the superior truth of suffering, this is the superior truth of origin, this is the superior truth of cessation, this is the superior truth of, excuse me, of path. Within that, there are the four truths of the small capacity, medium, and great capacity. So we find uh, <coughs> we can explain all of that according to each of those capacity. Does that make sense? So we, those can be explained differently according to the capacity which they're being explained uh, under. <laughs> So, if we look at the the different uh, <coughs> the, the 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 four noble truths according to uh, the beings of small capacity, those would be a very coarse form, coarse way of looking at the, the truths. So if we were to look at uh, um, suffering, that would be the suffering of the lower realms. If we were to look at origin, that would be the uh, um, ten non-virtuous activities uh, and so forth. If we were to look at the cessation, that would be uh, the cessation of suffering of the lower realms and where we look at path it would be the pathway of going for refuge to three jewels the abandonment of the ten non-virtuous activities and then the uh, acknowledgement of one's downfall so uh, we would say that uh, that would be how the small scope in a very coarse way would uh, explain the, the truths we can't say that uh, it is really a path <coughs> we can say it is a small scope path it's not path but it's a small scope path uh, so it's not true path, because true path is that which uh, abandons suffering altogether. 
um, so it just depends. It depends on uh, how we're through which scope we're looking at it. In the medium scope, we're looking at the cyclic existence being suffering, origin being the karma and the afflictions, and then cessation being liberation, and <coughs> pathway being the three highest higher. Uh, and then the the great scope, uh, um, looking at it as Buddhahood being the uh, goal, the cessation, the uh, um, uh, Buddhahood being the cessation, the path, the pathway to Buddhahood, uh, and uh, the truth of suffering being. Uh, anything that isn't Buddhahood, and, and the truth of origin being uh, the karma and afflictions, but also the, uh, I don't remember, I think, I, I'm not sure if Rinpoche added this detail, so by adding it, I apologize, uh, the obstructions to omniscience, uh, which uh, keep one from uh, all knowing. What the Kalega, Jiva Kalega, so it's very uh, auspicious that we're now speaking of the turning of the wheel of Dharma uh, and the various forms uh, and uh, uh, turnings of the wheel of Dharma that were given. So today it went very well. Uh, we didn't have time for a question and answer. I just realized as I looked up, I'm kind of in you know my regular go mode. So next week I hope to remember to stop and we'll do a question and answer session. So I apologize. Uh, so again, uh, we'll go over this again and again, uh, and uh, eventually we'll understand it. So isn't it auspicious, as he said before? Uh, I already said it, so I just want to make sure I didn't forget it, but I realized I already said it. ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっ
I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avalokiteshvara tends in Yatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Tinsir Wanda, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in my philosophical texts, exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Two Juno, two Jesus shall be there above.